Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Rocio Restepo. Rocio is a member of the Columbia National Team. She also bowled collegiately for Wichita State, and she's actually competing in the PWBA events over the summer. She's sitting right now currently sixth in points on the PWBA. So, well, Rocio Timberg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, let's begin. You're at bowling the PWBA events. You just finished up your practice session in Detroit at, as we're taping this show now. Talk about the pattern and what you saw and how you think things are going to play out in Detroit. Well, they actually have a short pattern again. It's a 35-feet pattern. Uh, it seems like it's one of the WTBA patterns, the Sydney one, but they added two feet and added more volume to it. So it actually, the gutter doesn't seem to play as good, you know. So I think swinging it is going to be better. Um I felt like I had a good look with some of my nanos, my IQs, um, my outcries. You know, in the short patterns, you want to keep it simple. So, and if I wasn't carrying much, uh, I mean, that's better, you know, than uh, keeping just keeping the ball in control, which is what you want in the short patterns. So I, you know, I left some of my equipment that I didn't really like as much out because I didn't want it to be flippy. So I think this person is going to be, I mean, I don't know. Suppose we, we usually bowl good on short, but lately it hasn't been the case. So it all comes down to how we carry. And it seems, too, like they are changing up the patterns a little bit. And you had a, uh, you know, just last week in Minnesota there, you were just one shot away from winning the whole tournament. I know that was a, a little bit longer pattern. Um, I just got done chatting with uh, with Hank Boomershine, who was repping there um, in that tournament. And he had mentioned you had a nice little uh, transition of balls that you used. You started with the Menace, and then went to IQ Tornano, and then if you kept going from there, you'd go to the Devourer. So why don't you just kind of talk, talk to us a little bit about your, your tournament there in Minnesota and how it felt to be, you know, right there in the in the hunt, leading the tournament and, and almost won that title. Well, in Minnesota, like, since practice, I felt like I had a really, really good look. I just needed to narrow it down to what balls felt better for me because I felt that I could hit the pocket and I could get to the pocket very easily with any of my bowling balls. But um, my best looks were with my IQ Nano, uh, pin in the palm, my devour, same thing. And I actually opened up the lanes uh, in practice session with my menace. So it was pretty simple. I had an arsenal of like 18 bowling balls, but what got ripens better were those three bowling balls. So it made it very simple for me because I didn't have to mess around with any other equipment because my pink carry was really good. So I actually threw my nano in practice the first day, and I bowled the first three games with it. The problem I had at first was that I play a little too deep. So my strategy after that was 
uh, it started a little farther right from the get-go on the next two blocks. And then my look on the fresh was really good. So for me, the tournament was very good. I felt like in the finals, um, I was just one hit away. Just like they didn't fall, they could have fallen. But I felt really good with my performance and I just made it very simple for me and I was happy that we finally got the ball on another long pattern, you know, because I felt like before the tour even came out, I I was struggling a little bit on some of the medium patterns and I felt like, hey, when are we going to ball on long? And the past, you know, two tournaments I have made a TV show, they have more volume and they are longer patterns. So obviously that's where my game, you know, I feel more comfortable with. And when I went to Minnesota, I actually felt like, okay, this is my wheelhouse. I better give it. I better give mm-hmm. it a run. In Sacramento as well, you made the step ladder, and that was a longer pattern as well. And I remember chatting with you after the step ladder, and you had said that the longer patterns play into your game because you feel that you're able to get on the ball a little bit more than some of the other ladies, and moving inside like you have to do doesn't affect you, and you're able to do it and get the ball to get the ball to come back and carry well from inside there as well. I feel like also because I'm, I roll the ball so much, you know, like I set it down so quick and I have like a clean release and my ball doesn't read a part of the lane that some of the other competitors seem to see, you know, more than me. So it allows me to, to play deeper. I'm not necessarily deeper than most of the girls. But my ball doesn't reach so early, which allows me to play uh, better angles and straighter angles, and it allows me to open up the lane more. So I feel more comfortable playing on those type of patterns. But lately, I have been, you know, learning a little bit more about layouts and about my game and what I need to do on some of the shorter and medium patterns. And that's why, like, in Lincoln, I um, I gave it a, ch- a shot, too, to make the, the TV show. With my devourer and my my high road, uh, my original high road, those two balls I drilled them during the stop. So I think I'm um, I'm learning a little more, and I'm you know I'm feel more comfortable now coming into these tournaments and playing in some other of the patterns. I just feel more comfortable, you know, my whole life. I used to be really good on the short because I used to throw it really fast, but then later on, as my game developed, I feel more comfortable bowling and longer patterns and being softer. Well, you're you're having a great season so far out here right now. I know you're in uh, you're in sixth place in the points, and uh, that's even skipping a couple of tournaments. You know, so that's pretty impressive. And uh, so when you you had to skip a couple of tournaments, that was to, to bowl a pretty important tournament, wasn't it? That was uh, was that the Pan American Games that you were you were competing in? Yes, um, unfortunately, you know. The Pan Am Games happened at the same time as the tour, you know, uh, came out. So for m- myself, I have to compete for Colombia because, you know, there are bigger supporters of me and the Olympic Committee. You know, like I made the team this year for Pan Am Games. So there was no question that I had to, I couldn't miss the Pan Am Games. I had to go because they are, they have been supporting me for almost 10 years now. So, I got to miss those two events, but I'm happy that I have been bowling uh, decent enough to to make um, the cuts and 
cash and everything. So it gives me, I'm all, I'm six right now in points. It's keeping, you know, two events. I'm not saying that maybe if I had both the other ones, I'll be like leading it or anything, but I'll be up probably closer, you know. So I'm excited that I'm doing okay and and I've had a good season, even though I skipped two tournaments. Can you talk about the differences in living and even bowling in Colombia versus stateside here? Oh, yes. Uh, Colombia, well, when I moved here, it was a big difference. I, I wasn't used to ever bowling on houses. I grew up just bowling on WTVA patterns and super hard shots and everything. I never, like, average super high at home because we didn't have power shots. So when I moved to the States, that's a, well, that was a big deal, uh, as long, along with them having more volume, you know, on the patterns. So that was different. And then we didn't really have leagues like you guys do have here in the States. We have more, like, teams from each state our nationals were com- were were completely different than in the US the nationals for us are we represent a team from the state so we qualified among multiple like 100 or 300 people on each state and six people make the team to go to nationals so we both it's like worlds but for our for us it's national. So we both singles, doubles, trios, team event and the masters. So that's a little different here because you guys have um the tryouts are singles events and it's like more like an individual type of competition. So for us it's more team events and everything and we are divided by the state. So each of us belong to a state. And I guess, you know, I grew up bowling internationally and competing internationally, so I'm used to the environment of team events and doubles, trios and bowling, so different events compared to just either team event or singles. So that was a big thing when I came to the States. I never really had a chance to bowl Baker games like I did in Wichita when I was with the team, so that was a new thing for me too. Well, that, that team focus definitely had to have helped you as far as your your collegiate career there at Wichita State. Um, and, then, and then what uh, what exactly was it? How, what brought you then from, from Columbia to Wichita? What was, what was so attractive to you about the program there? Well, in, when I was 15 years old and I went to Malaysia, I had the opportunity to, to meet Coach V and Fred Borden and... Well, obviously, Clara and Sarah had been on the Wichita State team. So, obviously, when I was younger, you know, I wanted to be where, you know, the best athletes of my country were. And I figured, you know, Wichita had a really, really good program. So, I applied for the team and the coaches uh, were interested in having me come down and get to know me. And... When I went to Wichita, I felt like that was a, the best place to be for me because they had a really, they have one of the best programs in the world and it's well known internationally. They have um, just a great, great program. Everything from the lanes, the facilities, um, their work ethic, the coaches. 
So I knew that I was not making a mistake by, by going to Wichita State. Yeah, so talk about how you've been able to rekindle maybe some of those relationships with some of your former teammates at Wichita State with the return of the PWBA. Yeah, it's been nice. I mean, I'm happy because when I was on the team, I got along, you know, with everybody. So it's it's amazing to see that some of us have been doing really good. And, you know, like Jazzy won one tournament, Alicia won another tournament. I get to see, you know, my best friends from college uh, then. And it's just an amazing experience just to be able to reunite with them. And then now we have... um, a scenario where we can showcase what we learned in all those years and that our work was not just, you know, to be um, doing it for the team, but we actually wanted to have a career as, a, as athletes in, in the bowling world, and now we are able to do it. So it's, it's awesome to know that we're here and I can see them and I see, you know, their work ethic hasn't changed and that we're still friends no matter what and their support. So it's awesome that we now actually have uh, a tour. So I'm really excited to be able to to share this with them as well. And then, uh, hey, final question I have for you: You're going uh, now. You you have quite a bit of, I guess I'd say, like momentum, uh, kind of going into these final few tournaments, and uh, with the tournament in Detroit and uh, the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open it pays really big money on top, and then. Um, as far as your points-wise, you're poised to uh, be seated in that field as well for the Players' Championship at the end there. What are your, what are you focusing on here? What do you think are going to be the keys uh, for your success here and, and to, to go home with a title or two here for these, uh, these last few weeks? Well, I feel like I have been getting better each week, you know, as the patterns, you know, play to my advantage in a way the past two weeks. Uh, but I feel like I take every tournament, you know, as it is. I take every shot as it is, and I'm focusing just on staying in the moment and making better, you know, bold choices and all that. So I'm not really focusing on points and trying to win titles or anything like that. I'm just focusing on enjoying my time on the lanes, um, throwing good shots, and not focusing so much on the outcome. Obviously. You know, we have to think of their result at the end of the day, how we do. But each stop, I have been working on what I have been doing wrong, you know, the past few weeks. And I have been trying to fix it uh, along the way. And I feel like that's helped me. And I have gotten better, you know, mentally. So I'm just working on that, you know, for the next stop, just keep it one shot at a time and, and know that every time I show up in the bowling alley, even if I bowl good last week, I still have to bowl really good this week and give it all. So I'm just trying to give it all every time I step into the bowling alley. And if my all isn't enough, then I'll keep on trying. So that has been my, you know, my, my those have been my thoughts the past few weeks and the, this whole tour. Well, and it seems like watching you and watching you in person, watching you on Extra Frame, in past tournaments, it seems like that what will happen a lot of times is even if you're not quite in that right zone, so to speak, or you might not have the right equipment in your hand, the right ball choice, you're making all your spares and you're staying clean and you're shooting a 190, 195, 185. One, and staying, you're, not, you're not hurting yourself. And just talk about how 
I mean, it sounds silly to say talk about how spares are important, but truly they are. And I think a lot of times we focus on the, the, the first ball 10 times more than we focus on the second ball. Talk about how you're able to focus, you know, like how your practice regimen is and how you focus on the second ball and how you focus on your spares so that you can just grind out. You know, U.S. Open is, you know, a lot of times a grind out tournament where it's going to be, you know, probably 39, 40 feet of oil, pretty flat. You're going to need to make your spares to finish, you know, anywhere in the top uh, top five or win the tournament on that pattern. Yes, I actually, you know, growing up in Colombia, we were not used to striking so much. I actually developed that when I came to the U.S. But I feel that I've always have a quality, and is I take, you know, my time, and I take, I don't take my spares for granted. I, I'm always trying to make my splits. I'm always trying to shoot good at my spares. And last week, I actually missed three makeables, and I was pretty upset with myself because this was one of the first tournaments when I only split twice. In 29 games, I had two splits, but I missed three makeables. The difference was that, you know, in my spares, I was leaving pretty easy makeables. So I wasn't trying, you know, to, I wasn't getting upset with myself. I tried to just take, okay, that's a 10 pin, I can make it, you know. As a 7 pin, I'm going to give it all. And I'm really patient. And that's one of the the qualities I guess I have. I remember bowling in Colombia a lot of times. Sometimes I have had a huge lead. And when that happens, you can be not so motivated. But for me, it's like, okay, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to, you know, shoot my spurs. I'm trying to keep myself in pace. That way I don't get, you know, bored. And that's the biggest thing. In which I used to be, you know, when I used to be little, I used to make sure that, you know, if I didn't make the greatest shot, at least I make my spurs because I will keep the momentum for the next girls that are coming up. So I try to keep it clean and... You know, once I went there, I used to shoot so many spurs, and I also feel really, really comfortable with my spare ball. It actually takes me a while when I change the spare balls to, you know, get used to it. So right now, my ball is almost cracked and everything, but I'll wait until it cracks all the way for me to change to a new spare ball. I feel like you need to feel comfortable with your spurs, and that's something I make sure I have. And I also, you know, shoot at my spurs very straight. So I take the lane out of play. So that is the biggest thing I do. Well, great advice yeah. for that. And Steve, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, there's a, there's definitely a lot of people who would agree with you. The most important ball in the arsenal is a spare ball. And, and I feel like you have to feel comfortable with it because the moment you don't feel comfortable, you start second-guessing yourself. So you have to shoot a lot of spares in your practice sessions and no re- don't go and reset it, you know, just go shoot at them. And when you go to a tournament, make sure that you shoot 10 pins, 7 pins, 3, 6 pins because each pattern makes a difference. So you need to change your angle at how you shoot at them. So that's a big deal for me. Well, great stuff, Rocio. I want to give you uh, all the best of luck on the rest of the PWBA Tour and the rest of your bowling as you continue to bowl. I'm sure you're going to be hitting the regionals out on the out of the east and the Midwest and as many of those as you can. So all the best of luck, and you know what? Come back and join us again soon, okay? All right. Thanks for having me, and I hope like all this information was helpful for everybody. Thank you very much.